about what they say. I won't feel safe in this town until we have better police. <laughs> yeah, Wiggum couldn't catch cooties at Millhouse's birthday party. Dad. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Everyone says your party's rock. Homer, this is all your fault. If you hadn't plugged in your dancing Santa, none of this would have happened. I admit it. I did screw up. But I won't feel guilty until I can put a human face on this. <gasps> Mom! Dad! Someone stole my Malibu Stacy collection! Marge, doesn't Lisa have a human face? Yes, and she's crying! <laughs> That's it! Nobody messes with my little girl! I'm gonna find those dolls! Are you gonna call the police? Oh, forget it! They couldn't catch a cold with a... a, a cold-catching thing! See? When you don't use Millhouse, it's hard! <laughs> I love this kid. Four finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review the finale of Season 13. We have made it all the way through and I've got to be honest, I really enjoyed this finale much better than the Season 12 finale. It is Episode DAB F17. Papa's got a brand new badge. I am Dando. I am Guy and I don't know if I enjoyed the finale as much as Dando, but I think this was a very Season 13 way to go out. You know, we've, we've had unexpected highs, we've had crushing lows, and this was a mildly creamy centre of a finale for mine. I didn't necessarily love it, but I certainly liked it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a standout, but I it was it was entertaining. And I okay, get straight to my favourite moment, or one of my favourite oh, moments. Okay. I because it, it was unexpected, but any chance to hear the Sopranos theme music, I love. And I <laughs> love that little montage of the of Fat Tony and the crew just driving to the Simpsons house. I love that. I thought it was great. I like that a lot, and it's time for me to make uh, a true confession. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I'm not a, a Sopranos guy. Well, I, when I say that, when I say I'm not a Sopranos yeah. guy, I have yet to get around to watching all of it. I've seen a few episodes okay. here and there and realised that this is a show of quality and one that's probably relevant to my interests, but at the same time it's like, hmm, I think I might save this for a rainy day or yeah. or, a, or a pandemic lockdown, which or, I... Or, or lockdown 6.0. <laughs> yes, for lockdown 6. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, to, all, to all our listeners out there currently in Victoria, New South Wales and South Australia now, it seems, people in Australia basically just... It's winter here. So uh, we're, just, we're, we're in lockdown 5 at the moment here in Victoria. So if you're out there, we, we feel you. We know we know the pain. It's, um, it's shit, but we will get through it. Hopefully... Listen to Guy and I review The Simpsons can help get you through somewhat of this pandemic. Uh, congratulations to all the people over in England who are celebrating Freedom Day today as we record this. Freedom! My wife, Nicola, as you all know, is English and she looks at this and she goes, uh-oh. <laughs> Opening up when you've got cases, uh-oh. <laughs> but no, it's somewhere over there, so let's let them enjoy it. <laughs> repeat exactly what you said. When, oh, it's a right balls up. <laughs> I have never heard Nicola use the term balls up, <laughs> but she, um, you know, it, 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 let's just see what happens when winter comes again. It's just, it's just. Gonna, I feel like mm. we're just going around in circles at the moment. So let's just hope eventually we get to the point where we can just move on, because <laughs> I'm, we, I'm pretty much over it. <laughs> we will find our way out of this eventually, people. Yes, I'm we sure. will. But yes, just want to say we. Feel you all. We're currently in the midst of lockdown five. So if you're in a lockdown of any kind, wherever you're listening from, 
we will get through this together. But getting back to season 13, I've been overly impressed with the season as a whole. There's been a couple of really, really shitty episodes, but it's really surprised me how... It's not top-shelf Simpsons, but it's been quality. It's been it's been entertaining. I would say it's been consistently yeah. entertaining. With a few... Yeah. As I said, the occasional, wow, that was a lot better than I expected or a lot better than I was expecting. And a few... Maybe even just a couple of... Mm. Uh, <laughs> not... But... You know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, not that great episodes. You mentioned Sopranos. You know Sopranos guy. So it would have been about two or three years ago now. Nicola and I just went... Everyone keeps telling us... It was always the Sopranos is the show you got to watch. It was the, the first real sort of... Uh, what's the term? Like HBO series that everyone got behind. Yeah. Sort of um, the start of... The golden era, movie, movie, movie-esque television. Yeah, I think uh, HBO had kind of a one-two-three punch in the late nineties, early two thousands with The Sopranos, Sex and the City, and Six Feet Under. I think See, that Six was, Feet uh, Under is another one I have not seen yet. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Yeah, you know, I've um, and I think we got taken to task actually by one of the patrons the other Did day because we? we were talking about um, actress Frances Sternhagen. Yes, that's right. And yeah. so she was. I believe Bunny on Sex and the City. We're like, what in the city? Yeah, Sex, sex and the what now? <laughs> so our, sex? Our, sex? <laughs> S word in the city? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she was obviously in that as well. But yeah, Sex and the City, I remember just watching quietly on a Monday night about 9.30 used to start just on the odd chance I'd see Naked Ladies. <laughs> Like 13-year-old Dan, I just want to see Naked Ladies. Well, true. And, you know, if, if it was a Kim cattrall centered episode, you probably did. Yes, that's definitely <laughs> true. But, um, but yeah, we'll have to um, we'll have to get you to watch The Sopranos sometime and give your thoughts because it is a fantastic show and I really loved the fact that they were able to incorporate because that's what The Simpsons essentially is. It's The, it's the Sopranos, the, 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 fat, the Simpsons Mafia, I should say. Fat Tony, you know, they're, they're, they're basically straight out of, the, of Sopranos, but they came first. But it was just cool seeing the characters from the Sopranos mm. mixing it with Fat Tony. I like that. I um, wondered if they were going to have like, because um, we didn't see James Gandolfini's, we didn't see Tony Soprano in the in the guys who came to no, Springfield. No, but was, we saw, so, so, so Johnny Titus was the was the Tony. Yes, yeah, but we saw a guy who looked like Christopher Moltisanti. Um, did, we didn't see Uncle Junior. Do we see Big Pussy? No, no, not the big pussy. No, we saw the guitarist. What's his name? Stevie Van Zandt. St- yeah, yeah, Stevie Van Zandt. Yeah, he's he's he's. Like, I'm doing a visual, but just he's got. Oh my god, he's like he was made for that role, mate. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also and we also got the uh, the old guy with the grey hair. The, um, That's right. Yeah, I can't. Remember, oh, the, the names escape me. I'm apologies, all Sopranos. I can't remember yeah, like the Mickey, name of the Mickey, character. Is it Mickey or something. Sounds about right. I think the actor's name is Tony Sirico. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, he was that, he was also fantastic. He's got that awe inspiring pompadour mm. of hair. Yeah, he's like the he's like the Mr. Sheffield of the of the Sopranos. Just the hair, <laughs> amazing. You could just uh, t- you could go with that and just give a little flick with your fingertip and just go ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of the overall story of this? It was to me, it kind of felt like it was a slight rip off of Home of the Vigilante. Not completely though. Yeah, I wouldn't go as maybe not a rip off, more like a no. rehash and kind of like a mashup of Mr. Plow and Home of the Vigilante. I mean, mm-hmm. it felt very familiar in a lot of ways, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I, I was definitely getting Home of the Vigilante vibes off it and thinking, um, is it a bit too. 
what season is that? What season is Home of the Vigilante? That is season five, so eight years prior. Oh, I guess, yeah, if you've got an eight-year gap, you can probably start rehashing, especially your own material. I didn't mind them rehashing it either, because that's one of my favourite episodes. It's one of my top five. I absolutely love Home of the Vigilante, and I do love when, I've mentioned this time and time again, I love when Homer's good at something. It was, remember Hungry Hungry Homer? He got yeah. behind a cause and he stuck to it. And as Marge says in this, you know, you, you said you're going to do something, you stuck to it, and you succeed it. So you even points it out. Yeah, points out. I'm finally doing something right, something good for the community. I'm not screwing up, and they want to kill me. Yes, they always. <laughs> whenever Homer's good at something, they always pull the rug out and take it away from him, steal it away. <laughs> but it was, it was a fun story, though, and I must say, the name Spring Shield quality. That is pretty good. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of had that, and then built the rest of the episode around it. Well, well, it was written by Dana Gould, who's written a previous yeah. episode. Comedian Dana Dana Gould's his last last name correct? Gould is it has pronounced? Dana Gould. Yes. Dana Gould. Yes, he uh, he wrote this one. So he wanted to do a story about because when he moved to LA, he felt like the cops didn't do enough, and and, and I'm not going to get into politics of everything like that, right? He <laughs> but he felt like he felt like he didn't feel safe, so he had to get all his security mm-hmm. cameras and all this kind of thing. Blah 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 blah. That's where the basis for the story came from. The cops in Springfield are always inept, but I must say, in this story, it wasn't Wiggum's fault. A riot broke out. That's true. It wasn't Wiggum's inability to do his job correctly that resulted in the town going to shit this time. I'm sort of leaping to one of my favourite moments here, but uh, I think we can sort of play a little fast and loose here. Hey, hey guy, well, David, guy, guy, guy. Hey, my favourite. What is your favourite moment from this episode? <laughs> hey, well played, Dando. That was a good workaround, mate. Um, well, I won't, I won't tell you about my... I didn't say reach around, I said work around. Um, one of my... One up both. Why can't we do it both? I'll get to my very favourite bit in a moment, but I mm. did like when, uh, when they're in the church, everyone turns on Clancy and he's kind of sitting there looking very defensive, like... And he's like, you were the guys doing the looting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like... I think Clancy's actually bang on here. Yes. Yeah, exactly Look, he right. Prob- he probably could have wielded the uh, the authority and uh, strong arm the law a little more vigorously. He could have flexed that uh, that strong arm a little a little more. But yeah, I think the people of Springfield might be in the wrong there. So, you know, don't start don't break into the marching band store or don't break into the music store and come out as a as a marching band of looters and then blame uh, Clancy for not uh, cracking you on the skull enough. No. I, I won't buy it. I will not accept it. However, my favourite part of this episode, and this is a character that I really dig, so I was so happy to see him back, Arnie Pie. Arnie Pie was back. As soon as I saw him on screen, I went, oh, guy's going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love Arnie. He's just so aggrieved all the time. He's very so bitter. So jealous. He's, yeah. He's got a chip on both shoulders. It's great. So I was like, when's my right time, Kent? That's my right time. <laughs> so yeah, happy to see Arnie Pie. Uh, so yeah, that was um, probably my favourite moment of this I'm, episode. I'm not How sure. This, this this may have happened in a future episode. So if it has, apologies. But I hope there's a moment. I would love to see a Arnie Pie's working his way up in the newsroom, and then get this young stud Kent Brockman rocks on the scene and steals his spot, and then Arnie Pie gets stuck to being Arnie Pie in the sky, and that's where oh. the rivalry started. Like a, a prequel, there. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. That would be good, actually. Like a, you do, you could do like an Anchorman parody, but yeah, with Ken Brockman and Arnie Pie. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. 
Oh, we should we should write that. We should write it on spec. We, we should definitely should. Now you mentioned earlier about Clancy being spot on. I think that's what the Simpsons always do a good job of is showing it from both sides. So they could have just gone balls to the wall and said, "Police are inept. Police don't do their job properly. No one's safe." Blah blah blah. But to have Clancy point that out, it being correct, and then the response coming from Cletus saying, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. it. Blame the victim." It's like, see, they they're, <laughs> they're trying to point out. It's not always the cop's fault, okay? Yeah. I mean, some cops aren't right and don't do their job properly, but most of them do. And it's not exactly like the people of Springfield. We could be edging into iffy territory here, so I'll be careful, but sometimes riots are a righteous expression of thorough indignation and mm. poor treatment. I can't necessarily say I agree with it, but I understand it. Yes. I, I don't think the people of Springfield have got anything to be so pissed off about that they'd start rioting. Although, admittedly, this seemed more like a um, crime of opportunity, as they call it. Oh, it's, not, well, um, it's not stealing, it's just looting. <laughs> when, when that started, I wrote down a question here to ask you, would you loot? If you found yourself in the middle of like an absolute clusterfuck of a of a riot situation. <laughs> That's the best word in the English language. The clusterfuck. It's it's so good. <laughs> um, you're you're in CBD Melbourne, for instance, and you know the shop windows of DJs and Maya are cracked open. The Nike store is open. The police camera or the you know the surveillance cameras have probably been you know ripped down or whatever. There's very little chance of you getting busted. Would you zip in and maybe grab yourself a flat screen or a, or a plasma or a, you know oh, new pair of uh, new I pair of high tops? I don't feel like I could live with the guilt knowing that depend. Like, see, big name franchises like Mario Water, they'd be insured, right? Mm. But I would never steal from a small time retailer no, that's going to actually feel the cost of this because a lot of local business, a lot of small businesses go out of business when there's a riot because they can't recuperate what they've lost. Yeah. I still don't know whether I could do it purely from a moral perspective. I don't know. Maybe I would get swept up in it all. I've never been a part of a riot, so I don't know. But I would like to think that I wouldn't. I'd like to think that I would just run and scream away like a little girl. <laughs> I imagine that I would sort of run home. Really yes. <laughs> <laughs> just get the hell out of there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I sort of asked about this also because I was watching some news footage over the weekend. And again, we don't want to get too political, but they were showing... Scenes of absolute urban mayhem and chaos in South Africa. Uh, a riot going on. Apparently, the word got around via social media that you could go, quote unquote, shopping without paying. Oh, wow. Okay. And Long honest to God, I mean, look, looking at some of the footage, it was like looking at some dystopian show like Walking Dead or Black Summer or Children of Men or something like that. You mm. know, this, there were just fires all over the place. Overturned vehicles, all this stuff, you know. Home- homemade thrones with like local kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People walking around with shot. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> people walking around with shotguns and shit. It was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I can so, imagine yeah. it would be. So imagine if there was some kind of ride going. I'm like, I think I'm going to go home. Yes. Well, Dana said in the commentary apparently that he got that idea because he just loves how when there's a power out, how quickly society just goes into just rabble. <laughs> oh yeah it's just it's all of a sudden no power it's every man for himself I think you'll see how delicate the uh, the web of society would be if you turn the tap and the water doesn't come on <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait what 
what? And, you know, if that happened for about a day or so, or and then the power gets it like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's when you start going next door and saying, hmm, what do you got? What do you got there? <laughs> give me give me all your two-minute noodles. <laughs> next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia for the finale of season 13. Probably's got a brand new badge. Kick it off, Mr. Davis. What have you got for me? I will indeed. What was the big fight that night on Fox Celebrity Boxing? Who versus who? It was Mr. Ed versus Ed Bradley. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well done, Dando. Uno point to you, sir. Hit me with a question. My first question is, what does Willie loot during the riot? He's very excited to find what? Oh. I had a lot of... Willy stuff on my mind, as I always do. Mm. No, no. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of Willy stuff sort of put aside in this episode. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the, um, you know, the temperature gauges on the aircon and all that kind of stuff. But for the life of me, I cannot remember what he looted. So it was you tu- tube socks. Tube socks. Oh, he got so into the tube socks, didn't he? Yeah. Very excited indeed, yes. What's your yeah. next question? You see at some stage after the riots that the Springfield sign, a la the Hollywood sign, is bur- or has been demolished. One letter in it is burning. Oh. Do you remember which one? I'm just going to take a guess and say the L. <gasps> Was that a guess or did you actually know? Because you uh, are 100% one. a guess. <laughs> well, you're 100% correct. So good <laughs> <Awesome>. on you. <laughs> that was purely a guess. <laughs> uh, my next question is. What was coming up the next day at the church, according to the sign at the front? Homer Simpson's funeral. Yes, very good sight game there. I like that. (laughs) That was good. When Snake gets the cheese thrown in his face, how Mm. does it feel? Oh, uh, moi something? Moi pi... I've got it written down, but I can't remember what it is. It is moi picante. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I thought that... See, I thought that was, because it said cheese on it, but I thought he was trying to say, it's not cheese, it's this. I thought that was like a type of sauce. Um, well, it's nacho cheese, and um, moi picante means it's very spicy. Ah, see, I thought that was, okay, so that's like, okay. See, I thought that was its own thing. Okay, makes sense. Uh, okay, question for me from you. My final question is, okay, so you mentioned this earlier. So I've got four questions here, but I'll pick this one because you, you said you mentioned you, you 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 studied it earlier, so you might be able to get this one correct. What was the middle? <laughs> what was the middle dial on the air conditioner at the school on the on the motor of it? There was three different coolnesses. Oh. What was the middle one? Was it Grave Digger's bum? Well, Well Digger's bum. Well Digger's bum. I'll give you a point. That was well done. Yes. <laughs> and the the cold the coldest one was the witch's teat. Witch's teat. Cold yeah. as a witch's teat. Am I going to ask you a question? One last question? Hit, hit me with one more. Why not? Let's do it. Let's see if you remember this. What's the phone number of Spring Shield? Oh, I do remember the first part. 636555. 636555. Is that right? Am I on the right way? Six, I, thought six, six, I thought it was 666555. Okay. But maybe was, I'm wrong. I thought it was 636555. Probably wrong. Um, <laughs> I might have to junk three, it and ask you another question. <laughs> three... three Three, four,
It is. Yes. Wow. This is what happens when you watch the episode the same day we do the ep- the, the review. <laughs> I remember I know, shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Looks like you won this round, Dando. Oh, well, there we go. Um, all right, cool. Well, that is the final trivia for season 13. It is now time we get into our review. But before we do that, we're going to take a little short break. Four Figure Discount is made possible with the support of our incredible patrons, including our $100 patron for the month, Jonathan Rossi, as well as our $20 patrons, Dylan Haggett, Kane Von Nagy, Jordan Molman Ritchie, Nick Barbaro, Andrew Zur, Noah Daniel, Christopher Darby, Keith Nedham, Adam Sanderson, Bella Winderbank, Ben Smith, Daniel Kotnick, David Stewart, George McMenemy, Katie G, Mark Boston Burgess, Matt Thompson, Nick Patterson, Sean Devey, Shannon Hofer, Stephen Roberts, the iconic June fucking Richards, Tom Pickering, Zach Pruitt, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jenna Rice, and Joel Yolan. Thank you for your support, guys. Remember, if you'd like to get your name read out on each and every podcast, you just got to be a $20 patron. Or if you'd like a one-time shout-out, just got to be a $5-plus patron. And by supporting the show, you not only get access into a bunch of exclusive podcasts, including our Four Finger Discount Revisited Classics, early access to all the podcasts we do on the Four Finger Discount Network. You also get access into the Facebook group where you can take part in the Guy Davis New Name Championship, monthly prize draws, monthly Zoom chats with Guy, myself, and much, much more. That's just at patreon.com slash discount. But I just want to take this time to thank you all for continuing to listen to the show each and every week. Your support is truly much appreciated. And now it's time to sit back and hope you enjoy our review. Of Papa's Got a Brand New Badge. The original air date for Papa's Got a Brand New Badge was May 22nd, 2002. Now, I read that this was not considered by many to be the season finale because it aired on a Wednesday night as opposed to the usual Sunday night time slot. Uh, so many consider the frying game to be the season finale. Uh, I, what do you think it feels like more of a finale to the season? The frying game or this one? I think the frying game. I do as well. Yeah, but here's the thing about season finales. It's something mm. I've noticed with a few uh, shows of the, over the last couple of years, particularly with big ones. Game of Thrones always had this. The second last episode was always the really big episode, like the battle or something huge would happen. And then the last episode of the season was always like a bit of a coda, like just sort of calming things down, maybe setting up a few things for the following season if they were going to have one. But I think in, this, in the case of Simpsons, yeah, the frying game did feel a bit more like a finale than uh, than this does. It felt more like a season 13 episode, I think, than this one, the frying game. The frying game just had that ending that you either liked or you really hated. And that sort of sums yeah. up season 13. You either, you either like it or you really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yes, yeah, so this is this aired on the, on the Wednesday night. Now, in Australia at the time, the all new episodes used to air. I remember Channel Ten Seven Thirty used to mm-hmm. always air after. Is it after? Maybe it was eight o'clock on Wednesdays. It used to always air after E E, e Entertainment or whatever it was like. E oh News, yeah, but like the Australian version of it, not the American version. Oh yeah, hosted yeah. by Donna Gabay, the blonde hair woman. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, to, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, so the episode was written by Dana Gould, as we mentioned, and directed by a man named Pete. I want to say Michaels, M I C H E L S, Michaels or Michelle's? Yeah, let's go with Michaels. Let's go with I Michaels, think. Pete Michaels. Okay, let's look up a bit about Pete Michaels. So we um, or Michelle's, depending how it's spelled, uh, pronounced, I should say. Let's or see Michaels. what he did. He has written. Oh, so he he's actually directed a few episodes already. He directed the following Simpsons episodes: Brother from Another Series, which is the Kelsey Grammer. And David mm-hmm. Hyde Pierce, the nice. Cecil. Yeah. 
He directed The Cartridge Family, where Homer gets the gun. He directed Das Bus, where the kids get stranded on the island. Lost Our Lisa, where Lisa and Homer don't get along. When You yep. Dish Upon a Star, with Alec Baldwin. He directed that one. Homer to the Max, the Max Power episode. So he's, he's actually directed a lot. These, <laughs> okay. these are some good apps. Yeah, and yeah. some really fucking great episodes as well. So kudos to you, sir. Well done. Is the one with Alec Baldwin also the one with Ron Howard that ends with the money bags? Yes, you've done it again. <laughs> my my one of my favourite images from The Simpsons of yeah. all time, and and just a great meme you can just deploy anytime you know it's like, oh, why is so and so you know prostituting their talent to be in this Marvel movie? Jing. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's just the fact that he just steals Homer's idea. Howard, you've done it again. Happy Days theme music. <laughs> Such a great ending. Ron Howard is one of the most underrated guest stars in the history of the show. Well, I know I've said it before, but he's just he's, he's always hilarious. I think so. Yeah, between that and his narration work on Arrested Development. Not that we underrated Ron Howard, because, I mean, the guy's, you know, basically been one of the power plays in Hollywood for the last four decades. But you sort of sometimes forget, oh, yeah, he was an actor and quite a likeable one. On the Simpsons episode, he's fantastic. And when he does the narration on Arrested Development, that's really hilarious. Like yeah. a key to that show's success. Yeah, props to Ron Howard. You earned those money bags, sir. Hold them up high. <laughs> <laughs> and the there was no chalk gag this week, just a couch gag. It was the one, I believe they've already used it before, with the Blue Man Group. They have. I can't remember when, but yeah, we've seen those guys before. Not important. Yes. The episode kicks off with a sunrise and another. The wave, uh, heat wave is continuing. So this is quite relevant to now because apparently there's a big heat wave going on in the States at the moment. Indeed. Uh, throughout uh, North America, our friends in Canada as well have. Uh, okay. Yeah, doing it a bit tough as well. I wonder if their butterflies are being burnt to a crisp. It's sort of a. Not a throwback to uh, the screamer pillar, but that. The sound it was making sounded a little similar yeah, to mine. Except this one was in actual pain. Well, yes. Not, not just being a pain in the ass. No. <laughs> Poor little tyke. It's getting burnt to death. <laughs> the flower dies and everything. So we get Bart here. He's crossed the, the cloud clock melts. Just establishing, <laughs> trying to establish how hot it is. Homer is, a, stuck to, Homer is stuck to Marge. They do a good job. It's quite funny. I like it. Yeah, have you ever had that thing, it's either a really hot night and you're lying next to your... Lovely Nicola, I've done this with the uh, lovely Louise. You've, it's been a stinker night. Uh, you've found that you're sort of holding one another. Yeah, it's not good. It's like, you, you stay over there, I'll stay over here, okay? Let's just establish yeah. this now. <laughs> but if any parts of you are touching one another, you are sort of peeling yourself off the other. It's, oh. Yeah. I think they've really summed up a, 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 I'm going to say a late January, early February hot summer's day in Australia. That's what it, this is what it feels like, consistently. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, the old folks are trying to sneak in a... Cool sleep at the mall, but it's not going to happen. But Hibbert tells Mama not to go very far. I thought Mama looked very <laughs> fragile here. Looks, I felt sorry for him. Like, poor mall man. <laughs> Even by mall man standards, looking a bit fragile. Poor yeah, little definitely. dude. The kids want to go to school because they've got the, the solid air conditioning in there. Better than, any, better than any truant officer, as Skinner points out. Even kids I haven't seen in years. That includes Archie, Fat Albert. And Fonzie. Mentioning Spe- you know, Ron Howard, Happy Days, Fonzie. Speaking of Happy Days, oh, look. It's the grand united field of Simpsons, vi- th- courtesy of Dando and Guy. <laughs> Going to be honest, I reckon I've seen maybe three episodes of Happy Days in my entire life. But for some reason, I feel like I've heard the theme song a million times. You know, It's just oh, one yeah. of those shows that you, you love the theme song, but then you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's amazingly catchy. Well, when I was growing up, yeah, Happy Days was kind of an after school after school staple. 
it was on here. It was either that or Brady Bunch, and I was always a Brady Bunch kid. It used to, I think it used to be Brady Bunch and Happy Days, or they'd put on like I Dream of Genie and Bewitched, those kind of shows are always a staple as well, yeah. Channel 7 had Get Smart. Mm, Channel 9 had Happy, yep. yeah, had Happy Days, and Channel 10 had The Brady Bunch. And they kept, they kept repeating that shit for... I won't say longer than they should, but I mean, it was going in like maybe into the early 90s at least. Uh, well, still- I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, so it would have been late 90s, yeah. Still still playing them. I mean, I, I, have a soft, I have a soft spot for those shows because they're good wholesome television. <laughs> Very much so. We're wasting more energy than Ricky Martin's girlfriend. Hey, you! But we get Willie here making a joke that I was like, Eh, it was 2002. Let's just move on. The whole Ricky Martin's yeah. girlfriend. I was like, ah, yeah. If, if, yeah at, look, the time, I guess, at the time, I guess it was funny. just feels unnecessary now. And look, even with the hi-oh, which oh, <laughs> I tend to like, yeah, mm. still pretty lazy, guys. Eh, not great. And from there, it even cuts to a, not a serious version of the same gag, but a variation of the same gag. You know, when they cut to Quimby's office, and he's like, like my wife at an open bar. So, yeah. You could have thrown a high-o in there for good. I honestly thought that, that he was going to go, hi-o, after that, because <laughs> yeah. it's it's equally sort of dumbass joke. But, yeah, yeah. You know, they, but, but they anyway. did not. We got a, a pretty solid Burns gag here where, you know, he's going to pinch energy from the orphanage. Who are they going to call their parents? I was like, that is so <laughs> cruel, but it is very Mr. Burns. Hmm. It's a pretty neat zinger, actually. It's a pretty good burn. <laughs> uh, Smithers Warzo. Suck at orphans. Smithers warns though if we you know plug in like one more device it could shut the entire town down. They could be just says just shut up Smithers basically. This, that's not going to happen. We've been through many uh, t- tough times before. We've always come through smelling like it was a hotel bath soap or something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the 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 free soap you get when you go in a hotel room. Yeah, we've come through fine. It's basically what we <laughs> So this next fish, this next shot here. Let me tell you something. Just, just okay, quickly, before though, that. The, okay, the, what do you got? No, no. The one thing that I do miss the pandemic has taken away from us. I do miss a bit of travel to. Oh, for when I, I miss staying in hotels and pinching the mini soaps. Okay, <laughs> I used to love doing that. I've got yeah. this huge. Yeah, I used to stay at this one place in particular, and they had these really nice soaps. It's like yeah. I remember. I remember actually going by the um, housekeeping <laughs> trolley one day and just grabbing a big handful and stuffing them in my pockets. <laughs> Sorry, what, what, that's... What's the biggest thing you've taken as a freebie from a hotel? I remember when Nicola booked us into the uh, Beatles Hotel in Liverpool. I think it's called the Hard Days Night Hotel, whatever. We both oh, yeah. stole our we both stole our gowns, like our our dressing oh. gowns, and they had like Hard Days Night engraved on it and all that kind of stuff. And we've still got it to this day. Yeah, we just yeah, <laughs> fuck, it. fuck it, we're taking it. <laughs> I I never took anything like that. Uh, I only ever took, you know, soaps and toiletries and things like that. I do remember, though, that once, when I was very young, mm. my sister's going to hate me saying this, but it was my mum, my dad, my sister Edwina and myself stayed at some hotel somewhere in England and Edwina pinched the robe from the room and mum somehow discovered it and she cracked the shits. Oh, really? Mum <laughs> was, was so infuriated and disgusted by, by Edwina doing this. I'm like... Cheap ass robe. Who cares? Mum was like, "It's the principal." Oh, Mama Davis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, it's kind of funny. So I think but, but, I don't but, know but, if so we... she, she, was she angry or she just very disappointed. I think it was a combo. I think she was so disappointed that almost the switch almost flew over, over into uh, into anger. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that time when I, I I tried to pinch that magazine that time and they got caught out in the cash register. I've told you before. 
Mum was. Mm. I've never seen mum so angry, but also just so silent. Yeah. It was. It was just not good. <laughs> well, that's well. How would I mean? How would you feel if you know a few years down the line you're at the uh, you're at the quickie mart with Elliot and you see him trying to sneak like a a Mars bar into his pocket or something? I'd be would like, yeah, you'd be like, dude, thought I. You got. Yeah. You got. You got. You got to nip that shit in the butt right now because you don't want it to escalate to. A box of Mars bars. <laughs> or a car. First he's still in Mars bars, <laughs> then he's still in handbags, then he's still in buildings. When will he stop? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, what were we up to? Oh, yeah. So you're mentioning stealing shit. I don't know how we got that conversation. Oh, bath soaps. <laughs> yeah, bath soaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the family here, this next shot is one of the most popular memes now that gets thrown in on Facebook during summer. Oh, yeah. The family with the fan. Every radio station... Uses that gif. Uh, Australia right now. Am I right, guys? Every <laughs> fucking summer. Hey, hit 101.1, whatever the fucking station's called. Hey, guys, relate to this gif? <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Homer then pulls out the Santa Claus to try and make it feel like Christmas. I like that idea. I would try something like this. <laughs> what, what, what Nicola and I sometimes do at Christmas time is we put the um, the fire, wood fire, on the television to make it feel like it's oh. cold for Nicola because she misses that cold Christmas you know, oh bet Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's weird for her to wake up and be able to go to the beach on a Christmas morning because normally <laughs> yeah, it's and, just snowed in and, yeah. and have to peel you off her yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I must admit that uh, that overloaded power board that Homer is uh, plugging the uh, little Santa into mm, yeah that's all too familiar to me I think I'm I... it's this studio right here <laughs> yeah mine right here as well yeah I, I, I place too much I put too much pressure on my power boards. Do do you have it so so the power boards like for us is behind our TV unit and you can only have your unit pushed so close to the wall because when you push that a little bit too close and you hear all the power boards go like all the things are like sparking. You're like, okay, stop, pull that a little bit further. Because there's clearly too much shit plugged in or one club one plug's not in properly or whatever. But um, so he plugs it in. But I love his here, if we start conserving energy, the environmentalists win, Lisa. <laughs> Then it starts playing the jingle bells, pulls all the power out, blackout. Jingle bell, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Mo and Bunny here are just, just, you just hear the voices over the top. They're discussing the fight they're going to miss. Yeah, celebrity boxing. We get Lenny and Carl now driving towards each other. It's terrible. All the traffic lights are out. Driving sure is dangerous. Yeah, tell me about it. I got some yuppie jerk-off headed right for me, yakking away on his cell phone. Huh? I hear that. I got some big shot barreling down on me. Hey, who are you talking to, your boyfriend? Hey, jackass, your voice sounds familiar. <laughs> I don't hear an alarm. Let's take stuff. Uh, whoa, isn't that stealing? No, it's just looting. Sweet. Let's go nuts. And I must admit, the second that uh, anyone threw a brick into the music uh, music store window, I knew they were going to come out as a marching band. I still appreciated it. I thought it was mm. a pretty well done joke, but it's like, mm, I think I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, but still, yes, enjoy. that's fine though. Sometimes, sometimes what's expected is what should happen. You know, that is true. That is yeah. very true. So I also liked, and they've, they've done this time and time again, this kind of gag. I think they, oh, they did. They did it in the episode we just reviewed, the classic one, There's No Disgrace Like Home, Mo raiding himself. So Homer travels the flowers <laughs> of the Simpsons house in the episode. Mo raises his own building. Yeah, Always always funny. That's fine. Gets a good mm. laugh. 
We get the music store, as you mentioned. Now, the Simpsons are all on the roof. Um, they don't want to be involved at all. They're all concerned. The police finally arrive. Some repression, mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. I did love that line from, finally, some repression. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like Otto walking past as well with uh, yeah. P- Picasso's Guernica, apparently. Yeah. You know, one of the most uh, beloved anti-war paintings of all time. And, yeah. Is Otto who's managed to get hold of it for some reason. It's one of those things that you knew it was something. Even if you, when I was a kid, I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I know it's something because they focus on it a lot. You know, I'll wager that's a real painting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the, the weekend arrives with, with Eddie, and they're not prepared to use force. Someone called nine one one. Oh, they never come. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you hear a bit of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but that's actually from one of the writers. I thought that oh. laugh was I thought that laugh was from the cops, but it wasn't because I looked at the um, the subtitles. It said rioter. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, Bart wants to go down and check it out. He wants to go burn something. Homer says no, no, no. He says I'm going to be responsible now because it's my fault. He says can I have a beer. You can go have a beer. What does he say? Only the not the imported stuff. Not the imported stuff. You've got to set boundaries, Marge. <laughs> Good to set limits. We then come back from commercial. Springfield is in absolute tatters. The man is trying to sell. I survived the Springfield riot shirts and gets killed himself. <laughs> Remember me as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys outside For the concert reason- selling the bootleg merch, they are my heroes. <laughs> I'm like, you've, I'm- you've, taken, you've taken the punt and invested all your savings in these shitty looking shirts, hoping mm. that people are going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always a sucker for that remember me as a something line. Yeah. You know, it's always someone who never warrants even to be remembered in any way at all. No. Let not alone at all. as a hero or remember me as a peacemaker. It's like <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> you, sir, are forgotten. <laughs> We're now at the town meeting. The various townspeople are explaining how they're annoyed, so we got the captain sea captain's got his glass eyes stolen. I, I love I, this here. We used to have people that stood up to hooligans. They were called men. <laughs> <laughs> and you see some character near her or behind her sort of looking away like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like though this is something that could almost be applied to today. Because I feel like a lot of my generation are sooks. Oh, God forbid there's a war these days because we're fucked. Because, like, <laughs> I, I work with somebody, right? I won't name any names, but I work with somebody who once said direct quote... I just want to be paid to sit down. I'm like, that sums up my generation. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that, oh that, remind, that reminds me of... I don't know if you saw it. I, put it, I should put it on the, um, on the patrons' Facebook Yes, page. I did see this, yeah. But that, that great... Um, it's a message from... You can see... It's a mobile phone message or a text message. You can see across the top, it's the manager... And the manager has written, "Oh wow, we're really hect- business is really hectic tonight." He goes, "Well, that's yeah, that sounds tough. Bad luck or good luck to you." He goes, "Good luck, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could. Oh man, we're pretty short staffed. Could you really use some help? Hmm, good luck with that. Have a good night." <laughs> <laughs> Which one am putting? Heroic. I'm to say, I'm the kind of person though that if that happens, I'm like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, I'm coming. I'll, I've done that more times than I care to admit. You know, I'll, I'll have a shift at somewhere and the editor or whoever will be saying, oh, you on tomorrow? Like, no, no, I'm not on till Thursday. But hey, if you need someone tomorrow, you know, don't hesitate to call. And uh, <laughs> sometimes they do. People, 
Rest assured, the police department's ineptitude shall not stand. I am announcing the formation of a Blue Ribbon Committee. Oh, committee? Did he say Blue Ribbon? Committees don't get any better than that. Man, am I appeased. So, uh, can we keep the stuff we stole? I think that's implied. <laughs> I love this. It's actually one of my favorite moments. It's Mo's response. I'm going to announce a Blue Ribbon Committee. Mo's like, a committee? <laughs> a blue a blue ribbon committee. That's the best. Everyone's kind of really stoked about blue ribbon. It was. A, I think it's Lenny. Man, am I appeased? The Simpsons are now in their lounge room, and Marge. You know, she wants better police. Yeah, because we can. Uh, sorry, uh, Homer points out we couldn't catch cooties at Millhouse's birthday party. Dad, he's right there. Makes no sense that Millhouse is there. I guess it could be a sleepover, no. but it's still. It's just funny. <laughs> Anytime he can just take the piss out of Millhouse, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marge blames Homer for it all because of the Santa Claus. And Homer says, I can't... He says something along the lines of, I can't feel sorry until I can apply a human face to it or something like that. Or Yeah, yeah. And then Lisa walks in. Marge, doesn't Lisa have a human face? Human face. <laughs> and she's crying. And this is where I've got here that this is where it really feels like Homer the Vigilante because... Uh, Malloy steals the cat burglar steals her saxophone Homer says that's it I'm going to get it back but in yeah. the meantime in the meantime we're going to give her this joke <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah someone has stolen Lisa's Malibu Stacy dolls Homer vows he's going to get them back Marge then tries to joke about the police realises she can't do it see it's much easier for you to use house. <laughs> I love this kid <laughs> Homer is then looking around Lisa's room for clues or he's just just examining the room. Broken window and whatnot. He decides that Bart is going to be the victim. Apparently, the original script had Lisa as who Homer thought was the, uh, not the victim, the uh, the culprit, I should say, as a suspect. And uh, Yardley Smith was totally against it, saying she didn't want that. So, they had to change it to Bart. I I can't see why that would be an issue. I'm not sure. Maybe the joke wasn't funny. Like, yeah, I, the joke, I'm the joke's not it. on Lisa. The joke's on Homer. I'm, I'm trying to visualize Homer going, I think it is this person. And then he going, Dad, that's me. Mm, and like, I thought that would have been a funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's blaming Bart instead of instead of Lisa, obviously. Looking at the way he's eating that apple. What's he planning? What? <laughs> <laughs> he then finds the purple cap and it's from Wooly Bully. So he goes down to the store. Very Dragnet-esque this scene, wasn't it? Very Dragnet-esque. I, I love mm. the beatnik behind the counter at, uh, at Wooly Bully. Yeah. I love their exchange. And uh, yeah, then Jimbo. I think it's the first time I've ever seen him without his cap. Yeah, he's got a very high hairline, not unlike yours truly. Mm. I think we may have seen him once without his cap. But oh uh, yeah, because when he lifts up, he's, he goes, look at I style. He's got the footballs under there. But it's not very often we've seen it without a cap on at all. It's just, yeah. It was just strange to see it. But obviously, he's the one that stole it. And the reason for stealing it, though, was kind of a good reason. I think they demean women. Mean women. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, there you go. But anyway, Homer okay. gets the, the toys back and gives them to Lisa. And he, well, he's, he's thankful that uh, that Jimbo has just been a juvie because he can give him directions on how to take him there. So mm. Lisa's happy she's got a doll. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a good little exchange, actually, though. <laughs> you can show me how to take you to juvie. Did enjoy that. Lisa's really happy. Obviously, she got her dolls back. Marge is proud of Homer because he followed through or something. Yeah, I really felt like a big man pushing that kid around. Funnily enough, who mm-hmm. felt like a big man in the past for you know his acts of civil, de- civil de- uh, disobedience and vandalism? None other than Jimbo. 
He did say it makes me feel like a big man. Because it makes me feel like a big man. Yeah. Do you think it's an Easter egg or have they just run out of ideas? (laughs) No, I could see that being an Easter egg. That's that's so so deep that I think that's like, yeah, it's got to be, right? It could could be a coincidence. Could be. The fact that it's including Jimbo, eh, maybe, I don't know. Well, I like that. So yeah, he, he felt like a big man pushing a kid around. Apu's then about to get robbed. He sets off the silent alarm activated. <laughs> <laughs> Homer pours the, what does he pour on him? It's the nacho cheese, I believe. Nacho cheese, yes. And it obviously stops Snake from robbing Apu. Mm. And Apu oh. take, offers him to take a penny. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah. If you notice, it's just obviously just an animation glitch. Not a big deal. But when Homer reaches in and takes his hand away... The, the coin's still in there when he pulls his hand away. They're supposed to animate it out, but yeah, I, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. Just an animation I did not issue. notice. Homer is then in bed with Marge. This was great. I actually really like this, listing off all his previous jobs. You know, I've had a lot of jobs. Boxer, mascot, astronaut, imitation crusty, baby proofer, trucker, hippie, plow driver, food critic, conceptual artist, grease salesman, carny, mayor, grifter, bodyguard for the mayor, country western manager, garbage commissioner, mountain climber, farmer, inventor, smithers, poochie, celebrity assistant, power plant worker, fortune cookie writer, beer baron, quickie mark clerk, homophobe, and missionary. But protecting Springfield... That gives me the best feeling of all. The second last one, homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good stuff there. It's, it, Homer has done a lot, that's for sure. I, I, I do like it when they do the fourth wall gags properly. Mm. And this is a good way of doing it. Yeah, Marge uh, coming out after putting the, uh, putting the rolls in her hair, clearly a very long and li- <laughs> laborious task. Yeah, I mean, it shows how many gigs Homer's had over the years. But he says, or Marge then suggests, maybe you should, if you'd like it so much, start your own security ca- uh, company. That's right. I can combine my love of helping people with my love of hurting people. So then he goes to Moe's and he's got all his uniform all ready to go. Spring Shield, mm-hmm. I think it's a great title. He asks Kenny, uh, Kenny, Carl and Lenny to join his team. <laughs> Did you just mesh them up like Benefer? Yeah, I'm going to run with that. Coin that phrase. You've done yeah. well, man. <laughs> uh, they then he then goes to Flanders and he's returning all of Flanders' tools, obviously stuff that he has stolen, mm. <laughs> and ends up arresting Flanders. I love how Ned is just such a uh, letter of the Lord do gooder kind of guy that he would just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy to be arrested, you know, as long as you know due process is working, it's good. We're there <laughs> watching the commercial. Is this you? If it is, don't dial 911. Simply dial 636-555-3472. Help me, Spring Shield! Have no fear! Spring Shield's present! Thank you, Spring Shield! Friend? The only friend you need is Spring Shield. Monster put in wallet. Apparently the end part there where the monster says, monster put in wallet or something like that, whatever it says, is a controversial gag in the writer's room because no one's willing to own up to it. But they all apparently really like it. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's like a, it's like a running gag. It's but, but it's just uh, this joke that sort of comes out of nowhere. It doesn't add anything to the architecture or the structure of the scene. It's just a nice little bit of decoration. That's. Uh, but I must admit, when 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 the monster said it, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> What's all that for? I feel like it's one of those one of those stories where it's kind of like you had to be there. Yeah. In the writers' room, someone said it. Someone said it and they thought it was hilarious. And it's just, mm. hey, remember that time we thought of that gag? Oh, we all had a good laugh that day. That's, yes. I think that's one of those stories. It's not actually that funny, but it just tickled one person a lot in that writer's room, but set them off. And whenever one person gets set off like that, sets the whole room off. Absolutely, it does. Homer points out that it was actually Lenny's apartment with a different duvet cover, and Marge likes it. Spring Shiller then walking through town. Hey, Officer Homer, how did he get so big and strong? I love that. <laughs> I love. I, d- I don't know if this newsboy character has a name, if he's just a newsboy or a newsy. I like it any time they sort of pay homage to just old school ways of speaking. Hmm. My buddy Anthony and I, he knew how to crack me up because <laughs> there's an episode, I've forgotten what it's from, but some character says in The Simpsons, hey, you guys want to play stickball? Yeah, so that's the... But Lisa's first word when they're going to the 80s and Bart's going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, you boys want to go play stickball? <laughs> and it's an arcade machine. And it's an arcade machine. Just you guys want to play stickball. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> the baby looked at you. <laughs> it's in there. It's there with Devil's Advocate and Baby looked at you. It's not... <laughs> It's it's a third. It's 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 got the bronze out of those three, but uh, I just love it. <laughs> Luigi shi- uh, shines up some pizza for Spring Shield. The kids are very proud and they hold their heads up high. Yeah, that's the pride. Oh, yeah, that's Ooh, yeah. the pride. <laughs> They're then at dinner, and Marge is very proud of Homer, so she's made him three courses of desserts, and dessert is three desserts. <laughs> I'm trying to work out the maths on that one. So, I think, so she made three desserts and then put those three desserts in a jello. So it's like a three course meal. So it's three course meals th- of desserts, but yes. it's inside it's inside a dessert. So what I thought was it's a three course meal, entree is dessert, mains is dessert, and dessert is three desserts. Oh then, no. maybe there's two inside of it. Oh oh no, oh there's Inside, but then yeah, you look I, at it and it looks like three desserts inside a big jello thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not too sure, but it, it looks yeah. like a, it sounds like something that I would want to do. <laughs> I'd be like, can I have more ma- can I have more main course for dessert, please? <laughs> that'd, that'd be me. But um yeah, but everything's going well for Homer, isn't it? Everyone's happy with the way he's handling things. He's doing a much better mm-hmm. job than uh, than Chief Wiggum, especially when Brockman does his news report with Quimby. What I liked about this scene here where you walked in and Wiggum's firing the gun randomly. Not randomly, but he's playing the pinata game or whatever. Pinata, yeah. He yells out, Clancy, you're a disgrace. It's, I don't think we've ever heard him call him Clancy before. Mm. When the first name is used, you know you're in big trouble. Very much so. Mr. Mayor, you've been unflinching in your support of Chief Wiggum. Yes, I still believe in our duly appointed police force. Behind these doors are the finest cops ever to wriggle into size 46 pants. Wiggum? <laughs> Am I getting warmer? Clancy, you're a disgrace! And in my blind rage, I hereby turn over all this town's police duties to Homer Simpson and Spring Shields. Woohoo! I'm chief of police! Police? Uh oh. Oh, wait. It's better the other way.
<laughs> I love a good Mo Liverpool. <laughs> just Mo Mo's transforming <laughs> into something. <laughs> like the, the pet shop transforming transforming into the, the bar mm. and stuff. This is great stuff. <laughs> so we're now back in Homer City's gonna make some changes. Firstly, freeing Otis. So this is from the episode Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble where they go to this cowboy like West like theme park thing. And this is guys like, Help me please, I'm sick. And Homer laughs at him. He's like, look, Marge, he's playing the town drunk. And the guy's like, no, no, no. That's just old drunk curly or whatever. You know, he, he just comes and gets drunk. He got fired last week, but he hangs around. And it's just, <laughs> this was this to me was the same guy. The same voice looked the same anyway. But he's going to yeah. keep exposing himself at the mall. We then get Bart taking the lie detector saying Lisa is a dork. This to me felt very early Simpsons. It's yeah. corny. It's cliche. But it just felt very Simpsons. It's an effective gag, dude. It's like, yeah, well, this this says you're telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> the mafia then are turning ferrets into toy poodles. One of the ferrets is wearing a wire, so they get caught. This was apparently a Godfather reference. You are not a pet, mm. not a friend. You are nothing to me. Ooh, apparently yes, from Godfather when, 2 or something. From Godfather 2 when, uh, yeah, Michael basically cuts off poor old Fredo. <laughs> Sad stuff. So Brockman's then saying that uh, Springfield is now free of crime but it's full of ferrets and Wiggum's laying down on the couch here. I like this line from Ralph. Teacher says she's sick of trying. Trying. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel sorry for, for Ralph. They've really gone hard with him the last couple of episodes, but uh, there's a radio report now from Fat Tony. He calls in and he announces he's going to gun down Homer if he hasn't left town by midday tomorrow, then request Radar Love. They've done this a lot this season, Homer just singing songs. I know, but he's only human, and particularly in the case of Radar Love, People do tend to sing along with that one and also do the guitar riff. Yeah, you, you can't not do it. Exactly right. Bow, and, and, nana, nana, now. Bow, 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 bow. If you had to ask me what that song was called, I couldn't have told you. I just drive it over, not my hands, wet on the wheel. I didn't know it was Radar Love for a very Neither. long time. I, did, I was wondering what the actual chorus meant. Da, 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 and it's called, I thought it was Red Hot Love. Okay, yeah, fair enough. It makes sense. But I just love the... Imagine if you were the person who thought of a riff like, bam, 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 bam. Like, well, I've just made a million dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd run out in the street looking for someone to high five. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yep, definitely. But uh, Homer, I, I did like that they had Homer replace some of the lyrics. Or something like, I've got yeah. some pizza and I'm heading home. Homer then asked for some help at church and no one's willing to do so because Hibbert has too much to live for. He's just discovered Thai food. <laughs> <laughs> Thai food is fantastic And I only discovered it After I met Nicola Indeed Thai food is a uh, a Very tasty treat And I would not want to Put my life in jeopardy Until I'd Gone all the way Through the menu At least twice Also what uh, Comic book guy Has not experienced The touch of a woman Or the kiss of a real woman Or something along those lines And uh, I was That's like, why he's not Taking part Yes that's right But I don't want to go A comic book guy on you But uh, Worst episode ever <laughs> Uh, y- the entire episode's about him fucking banging Agnes. Agnes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was literally this season. <laughs> but anyway, let's, uh, let's not worry about that. It's just, obviously, Dana didn't see that episode and he forgot about it. Uh, also, Captain uh, Sea Captain's got a TiVo full of Dahmer and Greg. Two classic nostalgia references there. Dahmer and Greg and TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And also... Nice that the uh, sea captain's allowed to put a bit of spit on Dharma. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dharma and Greg, I remember liking that show when I was younger, but it's just disappeared off the face of the earth. So many of those shows happen. And Dharma and Greg probably went for like, what, four years? Four or five seasons, I'd say. Let's, yeah. th- let's have a look. I, th- I want to say four. Let's see. But yeah, what were you going to say? No, no. I was just thinking about yeah shows like that, like 
well, Will and Grace is obviously the one that went forever, but, you know, Ned and Stacy with Thomas Hayden Church. Like two um, seasons, I think, yeah. Yeah. S- five seasons, Dumbo Greg went for. Five mm. seasons. For me, one of my favourite sitcoms from that era is one that never gets put on television ever. Um, it was Ryan Reynolds' debut, Two Guys Go in a Pizza Place. Two Guys Go in a Pizza Place, starring yeah. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and two other people who really had never heard from again. Or I think Trailer Howard, the, the woman who was in it, she was in Monk, wasn't she? She did a few things. I want to say Richard Ruffalo, but I think it might be Ruckalo. Who was the, to play Pete. The yeah. other guy. Yeah. Talented dude. I, Funny dude. Good looking dude. Yeah. 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 But, you know, Ryan, the, the sheer star wattage of Ryan Reynolds will just not be denied. Yeah. But it was just a really good, regular, odd couple sitcom. I love mm. two guys going to Pizza Place. It's really good It was stuff. one I like from that era called The Naked Truth, yep. uh, which, which was... Pretty much starring vehicle for Tay Leone. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think the first time I saw her, I was like, okay, this woman should just be like the hugest star ever because, first of all, she's gorgeous and she's funny as hell. And it never really sort of, never really happened for her. I mean, she was, she's mm. been in a few movies and she's got the TV show Madam Secretary now that's gone for like six seasons or something. So she was married to David and company for a while. I doubt she's sleeping in the streets or anything like that. But it's like, why aren't you a big star? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that has been sitcoms of the 2000s with your hosts, Dando and Guy. Yes, late 90s and 2000s. I don't know whether I liked the line from Barney here saying that he's a coward like all recovering alcoholics. I was like, they're anything but cowards. Yeah, that's... I, 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 that's... Don't, know, I don't know what he was going for there. To me, that's just in no way funny, no matter what you, way you put it. It's trying to be kind of a South Parky family guy-ish kind of humour. But it's not... Even that, it was just like, it just felt unnecessary. I was like, these are people who have struggled and are now owning up to their demons and trying to overcome it. Let's not make fun of them. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'm looking into it too much. Homie, please, why don't you just leave town? What? And let them come after you and the kids? We could come with you. In one car? With no air conditioning? And the little poop machine going every 20 minutes? Not overly <laughs> funny, but at least here they tried to explain the plot hole of why wouldn't Homer just leave town? Yeah. Linny and Carl have locked themselves in the cell. We never see those guys again. Then the Jersey muscle arrive, Johnny Tight Lips, and we get the <laughs> Sopranos parody. I liked Krusty walking out of the 99-cent porno store. Or the porno that was my favourite part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got the overcoat, the shade. <laughs> of course, who are you going to mistake Krusty for? Up the Homer. But uh, <laughs> I just love him trying to be all low-key and covert about it. Very funny. But there's... A billboard that says Superintendent Chalmers now more than ever. Yeah. I don't get that. Is what, what, What's that meant to be? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I think uh, I think now more than ever has just been kind of a catch-all catchphrase for mm. anyone who's seeking public office or yeah. something along those lines. Is that just what it's implying? I thought that's why I assumed it's it was, but yeah. Now more than ever. <laughs> they arrive at the Simpsons' house and Marjorie Lisa is randomly garden- gardening. Acting surprised. What were you expecting? <laughs> you, you, what, you didn't think they were going to arrive? <laughs> Is your husband at home? Fantoni, how can you do this? Sorry, but this is the business we've chosen. But you're just perpetuating a negative Italian-American stereotype. I mean, you could be a pizza man, organ grinder, a leaning tower maker, and... Uh, did I say pizza man? You are listing my broken dreams. Ah, <laughs> uh, Joe Montagna, just killing it with every line. 
Homer then goes out to face him. Homer, at least he's facing him like a man. He's like, fuck it. I ain't living town. Yeah. I'm doing right by the town here. I'm going to stick to my guns. Goes out there. You know, if you kill me, someone will replace me. And then another will replace them. <laughs> then the town's yours. <laughs> <laughs> and they're about to shoot him and gun him down. They take dibs on the crutch. And then they all, all of a sudden get shot out of nowhere. And you know, somebody does care. They don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. They ask Johnny Tightlips, I see a lot of things. You, know, you could be more helpful. <laughs> Wiggum arrives to take the badge back. Um, because Homer said I'll give my badge to the next guy I see that's how Wigan got the job in the first place but then he reveals he wasn't the one who shot the, the, the gangsters look mm. around what's going on turns out it's Maggie this will annoy some people this ending I liked it if you're willing to accept <laughs> the ending of Who Shot Mr Burns then you have to accept the ending of this one apparently this was put together by James L Brooks he's the one that pitched this ending yes I did read that which yeah. um... it's pretty it's, it's outrageous but the Simpsons is outrageous, so who cares? It is. It is. Even if you have an issue with that, I don't think you can have too much dispute with just the final sort of close-up of, of Maggie and the uh, and the Sopranos theme, you know, woke up this morning, kicking in again. It's like, okay. It's, it's Even cool. if it doesn't make sense, it's a nice way to end it. It's a nice yeah, closeout. Definitely And was. a closeout of season 13. Yeah, so Papa's got a brand new badge. A really, to me, a really fun episode. I liked it. anything like you love Fat Tony, so anything that's got Fat Tony's got to be good. I was happy yeah, to get Fat Tony. I was happy to get another slice of Arnie pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was, um, I mean, there was a couple of questionable lines in there, gags, but whatever. The the, the, the story was somewhat of a rehash, but it had a a, a new twist to it. Of starting his own security team. I just thought it was. I, I I love it when Homer's good at something. Like I said at the start here, and yeah, he at no point during this episode. Is he? Does he do wrong? He does oh, right he does from start wrong. to finish. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a, a good way to end the season. It was indeed, Dando. I agree with you. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mister Davis? Go easy on your power boards. There's only so much they can take. Yeah, exactly right. Don't don't plug in those Santa Clauses, those talking Santas, especially in July. I learned that uh, our Patreon group is now going to be called the Four Finger Discount Blue Ribbon Community. Far more prestigious. From this day forward, your names will be... It is time for the final Guy Davis New Name Championship for Season 13 of The Simpsons here on Four Finger Disc, and I'm very excited. Mr. Davis, has Garod got this in the bag? We shall find out. Take it away. We shall find out. How very exciting. All right, before should I, we... Should, should, I, should I read it at the leaderboard, actually, before we do it? Or should we just... No, let's, let's just leave it, just to build the excitement. I'm assuming that every listener yeah. has got their own leaderboard drawn up. I think yep. they holding on with they've got bated breath. They just want to see what's going to happen. So they've already got their Brownlow lists or their whatever lists. But anyway. Three votes. We'll get to that G. Davis. <laughs> That's right. I, 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 would be the, I would be the kind of person who would give myself three votes. No, no. Before we get to three, two, one, an honourable mention mm. to Mr. Jared Hornby. Jared Hornby. Um, because he, like a, a great many listeners, has sussed it that if he put Do in a new name, I'm likely to grant it favour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't get a point this time, Jared, but you did get an honourable mention, which is quite frankly better than a point. Uh, because of that, I'm not sure if he's got a point yet. I can't be bothered looking for all the names, but he's going to go into the wildcard draw as well. Because, hey, why oh. not? Oh, you're just feeling so generous, Dan. <laughs> uh, Jared gave us the Sopran dose. Perfect. So, I like it. Yep. Good. It's, it's not too bad, but it's not as good as some of these new names. One point goes to Jack Attack McCarthy. 
Jack previously noted that I had not given him a middle name or a nickname at some stage. So I spent a lot of time and came up with Jack Attack because I watched The Incredibles not long ago. Um, <laughs> Jack McCarthy gave us Springfield 99, a bit of a shout out to Brooklyn 99, mm. I'm assuming, unless it's something else entirely, in which case I take back that point. No, no, I think that's Springfield 99. Nice work, Jack Attack. Two points go to. Jordan, mole man, Richie. Ooh, I haven't had his name on the leaderboard for a while. What's he got? Gets two points for Agents of Spring Shield. That's really good. Well done, Jordan. See, he's, he's sort of hung in the shadows for a while, didn't want to make an appearance until he had a solid one, and bam. Just comes in. And, yeah. But three points go to Garrod Harahill. Oh, Garrod just run away from the pack. Wowee, Garrod Harahill. What well answer? You have one. The New Name Championship with this one. What, what is it, Mr. Davis? Oh, again, quality and quantity. Check out some of these alternative titles. American Diaper, because, you know, the ending mm-hmm. of the episode. Suns Out, Guns Out. And Looting, Shooting, and Militia Recruiting. Well done, Harry Hill. Well done, sir. Vintage Vintage Garo, <laughs> you might say. Well, he came in second, I believe, last season to the old D.L. Gorman. And D.L. Gorman, thankfully for him, kind of like Geelong, and uh, this is a local reference for the people who don't follow <laughs> AFL. The last two seasons, Geelong have come this very close to winning the premiership, like the title. But there's this one man on this team called Richmond called Dustin Martin, who just seems to just steal <laughs> the game and just grab that trophy when it's in our hands and snatch it out of our hands. Well, last week, he had a season-ending injury. So now, that to me is like D.L. Gorman stepping aside for Corrode. Finally, <laughs> we can come through and win this title, hopefully. <laughs> but well done, Garode. You've come through with the goods this season. So the season 13 Guy Davis new name champion is Garode Harahill. Round of applause, everybody. Yay! I'll be, sending, I'll be sending you $200 cold hard cash. Well done, sir. Congratulations. Thank you to everybody who has contributed to the New Name Championship uh, this month. The current the leaderboard stood as this. This is the final leaderboard. The top three. In third position, we had Nora Cocker, or Coca, sorry, I should say, on 11 points. Tied for second, Josh Hedge and Phil Hawkins on 15. And Garode ended up on 22 points. Seven clear oh. of the rest. So I feel like I'm going to have to chuck... Some cash old, uh, some cash older to Josh Hedge and Phil Hawkins as well for coming in tied second. Maybe I'll just send cash to the top three. Why not? Fuck it. Let's just do it. They've, they've, wow. It's been an entire season. They've contributed each month with the Patreon. Thank you guys for contributing. You guys are all absolute champions. So you're going to get some cash. I'll decide how much each person gets during the week and I'll just send it to you. Uh, so make sure you contact me via personal message on Facebook. You got me in the Facebook group and I'll chuck some cash your way. Don't forget, guys, if you've had your name read out for any points uh, this, this season... You will go into next week's wildcard draw because next week we're going to be doing our season 13 wrap up show and we'll draw the wildcard winner on that as well, who win themselves $50 cash. So, congratulations once again to Greg Harrahill for winning. Thank you to everyone who has contributed this season and we'll look forward to seeing who wins the wildcard draw next week. Is there going to be any money left for us at the end of this? No. But we don't do, we don't do it right. for the money, we do it for the love. Is that right? Is that, am I wrong? That, is, that, is, <laughs> that isn't correct. We do it for the love. Of money. No, no, no. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for contributing each and every month by being a patron. It does help keep the show going. Your support is much appreciated. Now, Mr. Davis, it is time for the final... Jamil! Jamil is here! Mailbag of the season, that's right. So, it is the mailbag for Papa's Got a Brand New Badge. Let's hop over onto the Patreon group and see what we have got come through this week. All right, so... 
DL Gorman says, what's your take on Jaja Binks? Would you ever dress up as him for Halloween? Because Homer mentioned that he dressed up as him for Halloween mm. in the episode. I have, Jaja Binks has grown on me, it's, but I watched the movie and it's hard to not find him annoying after a while. Yes. I want to like him now, but I watched the movie Phantom Menace and go, oh, if he was just in it maybe 50% of the time to what he is, he might be a bit bearable, but it's just a bit too much. Even when he shows up in the later sequels, I mean, mm. he's in Attack of the Clones a bit. He's like a general or something in those movies, isn't he? Something like that. He's, he's, something. he's got some or position a dele- power. Or a yeah. delegate or something. He's working alongside um, Natalie Portman's princess slash senator or something. Queen Amidala would have but, been uh, this. Yes, yeah. Uh, but they realised, I think, after Phantom Men, it's like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> this guy's a bit of a stinker. We can't have him in it too often. But he's become intrinsic to some storylines, so we have to keep him around for a little bit. Yeah, look, I'm with you, Dan. I, I want, well, I don't necessarily want to like the character of Jar Jar Binks, but the guy who wore the motion capture suit and provides the voice mm. and all that, an actor named Ahmed Best, caught so much flack. It's not his fault at all. And it's And it's not his fault. We blame George Lucas for this. Yeah. He's actually but, uh, a genuine Star Wars fan, like the hardcore of hardcore Star Wars fans, the guy that played Jar Jar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he caught so much shit for, for being Jar Jar Binks that, like, no, let's cut this guy some slack. So that makes me want to like Jar Jar more. But then you rewatch Phantom Menace. It's like, no, this guy's a real turd in the punch bowl. Uh, no, I can't, I can't get behind this at all. Yeah, so it, just feel, it just feels like I you watch it. As a kid, I liked him, right? It's intended for kids. Mm. I liked it as a kid. As a kid, I didn't watch it going, this is annoying. I thought he was funny. He got his tongue stuck in the motor and shit. The, the peak of comedy when I was a child. But <laughs> I watch it now and go, this, this feels like George Lucas goes, all right, we need a, a character that can market to kids. He needs yes. to be funny. But George Lucas is not a funny person. Not really, no. No. Comedy, not his strong suit, no. as, as the character of Jar Jar. Amply demonstrates. So, yeah, my take on Jar Jar. I would dress up as Jar Jar, though. If I was gifted a very accurate, professionally made Jar Jar suit, Hmm. yeah, I'd probably go out and beg for candy in it. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, next question comes from Fergus Jeffs. Fergus Jeffs says, which is your personal favourite job that Homer has done throughout the series? Hmm. I loved it when he was the garbage man. Why is that? Because he was so... Okay, so he brought in a lot of good changes to Springfield, but he didn't think about the consequences of said changes. So, like, at the time, it's like, I can understand why a town like Springfield would vote him in. He was perfect for what they wanted, but what they wanted wasn't what they needed. <laughs> ah, that's a very good point. So, he, he got voted in. He was really good at being what they wanted until they realised what they needed, and he wasn't he it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can say that about yeah. so many politicians. Mm. I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I personally love when he was the mascot of the Isotopes, Dancing Homer. He just yes. he was so good at that job, and he was he he brought cheer and joy to so many people's lives. And Bart was proud of him. I thought, yeah, I thought I really like him as the uh, the dancing mascot. Hmm. Look, I'm very partial to Mr. Plow. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Uh, like I think a lot of people are. I mean, you've said in the past, Dando. You I mean you you make it uh, very plain or very clear mm. that you like it when Homer's good at something, and yeah. I I appreciate that as well. 
you can see him growing in confidence, growing in charisma when he's really got a handle on something, which doesn't happen all that often. And I like it when his kids have a reason to be proud of him as well. Absolutely, yes. And and even Marge is kind of like, hmm. I think Marge is hot for Homer at the at the best and worst of times, and this was clearly one of the best of times. Wear, wear the jacket. <laughs> wear the jacket. <laughs> yeah, just the Mister Plough dance and the Mister Plough song are, are all wonderful. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mister Plough. Mm-hmm, that's, that's a his good name. option. Yep, that name again is Mister Plough. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple more questions here. We'll wrap this one up. So Andrew Palacetti says the cat monster put in wallet is one of his favorite random <laughs> lines. What's our favourite random slash non-sequitur joke from the show? I'm going to say that we recently rewatched Homer the Heretic for, uh, for an upcoming episode. Yes. And I was very taken with a line that I'd completely forgotten, but it just made me laugh like crazy. Mm. Was it um, that near super? The end. <laughs> that is good. And I like that a lot. We'll be talking about that in that episode. <laughs> That's super. <laughs> but, <laughs> Where Homer's house is burning and this very makeshift uh, fire crew has um, has shown up to to put it out. Barney goes wild with the axe, chopping down the um, the mailbox, and you just hear Clancy Wickham say, "Some good chopping." <laughs> Classic Wickham. He used to always go, "Some nice chopping, boy," <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I also like. Um, just trying to think now. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, the tar fumes are making me dizzy. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> or one like that is, you know, when they've set up the, the fort city or whatever it's called, Homer's play. They've made the forts out of all the mattresses, all the old mattresses or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's Millhouse who comes out. It smells funny in there. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't really non sequiturs, but they are kind of. And they're not even all that random, but I'd love little Homer yeah. rejoinders like that. My, my all-time favourite, mm. I'm sure I've talked about this in the past, is just um, baby Lisa. Well, <laughs> oh, baby looked at you, of course. That's that's the, that's the all-time heavyweight champion. Yeah. That's never that's never <laughs> losing. But you know, Homer going power mad, and um, and Lisa saying to him, "Beware the Ides of March." No. <laughs> The perfect thing you want to say to someone if they ever say, you're going power mad, pull it back, you know, get a hold of yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the, um, smells funny in there, before we move mm-hmm. on. So we recently had the Euro Cup. I got, I, you shared the meme on the Facebook page where Milhouse is coming out and it says it's England. It's coming home and Italy. No, it isn't. <laughs> 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 oh man, very funny stuff. All right, let's go one more question, shall we? Let's. From the from the Swan, Andrew Swan, have you ever had some, yeah? Have you ever had something stolen from you apart from the patrons stealing our hearts? Yeah, I had five hundred bucks stolen from me from the fucking Lego Bandit, but I got it back thankfully. Oh, thank goodness! I'm not sure I ever have anything stolen from me, mainly because I'm just so one hundred percent badass that no one ever would. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my car broken into a few times, not stolen. Nicholas had a car stolen. So one time, I this is back when we were renting a house in Carrillo. And we had like a, uh, Nicholas used to park always, we had a really wide driveway. So we, our cars were never parked close to each other, sort of parked a bit apart, whatever. And I went out, I remember I went out the front early in the morning because I start work at seven. So, I, and this is back when I was at four. So I start work at seven. It was still dark outside. And uh, went to my car, drove to work. And Nicholas like, text me about 9.30. You know something weird about the front yard when you left this morning? I went, uh, no, why? And she goes, you sure? I went, no. And she goes, 
well, my car's not there. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that, actually. So we um, we ended up... Fo- Dan, while I was going, it's, it's our anniversary, isn't it? <laughs> I thought I was going to be in trouble for something. I was like, oh, fuck, what have I forgotten? But uh, yeah, so the car was stolen. Then my my dad went on a, a search looking for him and he found him. It was these two 14-year-olds who had stolen it. And he... Um, yeah, they, oh, wow. it, 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 it was like a, a, a car chase through Norlane. They ended, they ended up bailing it in this <laughs> in this car park at Labuan Square in Norlane, near where we used to live, and they hit the bolt. Mm-hmm. We ended up catching them, and um, yeah, so Nicola got her car back, but it was all beaten up. They just clearly didn't know how to drive a car, a, a manual in particular. Of course. Yeah. You just reminded me that I did get my car broken into once, years and years ago. I don't know if it was my first car, maybe it was my second car. Mm. And I'd left it overnight at the North Geelong train station, which was kind of a foolish rookie that's, that's move. A, that's a dangerous move. There's no cameras or anything there. No, no. But you know, I I was young and naive, and I I I had uh, confidence in the in the hearts of men. And guess what? Someone broke open my back window and <laughs> quickly realised there was nothing worth taking in there. Just yeah, like, that, that, that's what I said. My cars been broken into numerous numerous times, and they never take anything because they're like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> I think I had like a baseball cap in there that was taken, which, you know, I wasn't that huge a fan of, but at the same time, it's like, oh man. Actually, once I did that. So I have a bunch of like movie soundtracks on CD in my car, right? Yeah. I remember once they went through all my CDs and like threw all my CDs around the car just because they could, right? So all my CDs were scattered. Mm-hmm. But they took my Aladdin soundtrack. Of all the soundtracks I had, like I had like 20 soundtracks in there on CD, but they only took the Aladdin one. I was like, well, clearly this person was born in the 90s or the late 80s because they like Aladdin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or they've got a kid. <laughs> That's the only reason I can think of why. Like, they, left, they left E.T., they left Jaws, they left Jurassic Park, but they took Aladdin. <laughs> anyway, so that is uh, the mailbag for Papa's Got a Brand New Badge as well as the mailbag for Season 13. Thank you to everyone who has sent in your questions. Don't forget, guys, please send in your questions and your comments to simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. I cannot stress that enough. Send in your questions. simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com and we'll be sure to answer those ones as well. Mr. Davis, that's it for season 13. We're done. We're finished. Finito. Wow. Well, we will do a little wrap-up perhaps next We will uh, indeed. Next episode, yeah. we will yeah. give our overview of season 13, an episode we were a little cautious, a little worried going into, but I think it's actually turned out to be not half bad. Yeah, season 13 has been a hell of a good ride, a lot of fun. I mean, a couple of speed bumps, but every season's got those. I wouldn't say it's been exhausting. A couple of those episodes were exhausting. I remember there was that, there was that mm. one episode, Tales, I think, was it Tales from the Public Domain? Was that in this domain. one? Yeah. It was. Where I literally just went, I don't even want to review this. Or maybe it was Gumpus. <laughs> I know, I, just, I just remember going, I just can't, can we just skip it? <laughs> but, but besides those season, besides those two, season 13's been really good fun. Thank you to everybody who has joined us on the ride. Hope you've enjoyed listening to us review every episode. As I said, don't forget to uh, send in your questions, simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. Or if you just want to get in touch with us for anything, that's how you can do it. It's the best way to do so. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Four Finger Discount on Instagram at Four Finger Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also support the show and get a bunch of exclusive content in return and uh, also get access to the Four Finger Discount Facebook group where you can banter with Guy, myself, and all the other patrons every single day. That's our patreon.com slash discount. I'll chuck the link in the description of this podcast. And also, please continue to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Chuck us five stars. I'll leave a few kind words. But that is Season 13 of Four Finger Discount. Next week, we'll be returning with our Season 13 wrap-up. And then next season kicks off with a Treehouse of Horror episode. So... I always enjoy when we get one of those because you can relax a bit. You know, you don't have to go too in depth, but they're always really fun. Mm. So I'm looking forward to 
Treehouse of Horror. That will be Treehouse of Horror 13. Oh, wow. Yes. Now, what we're going to be doing wow. at this very moment is jumping off here and reviewing Home of the Heretic exclusively for our patrons. So, if you want to hear us review that, as well as Lisa on Ice, uh, Bart vs. Australia, I Love Lisa, and much, much more. Uh, Homie the Clown is another one in there. Just got to be a patron, patreon.com slash four-figure discount. But enough about that. Thank you for listening to Season 13 of Four Figure Discount. You all are absolute champions. Guy, any final words for our incredible listeners? Oh, only that we're wasting more energy than Ricky Martin's girlfriend here. Hi-oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shh.